It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in sports and entertainment. And I'll tell you what, our guest today is a mixture of both. This man is a famous YouTube personality who has taken the sport of boxing by storm. He is known as the problem child. He's none other than Jake Paul. Jake, what's up? Welcome to The Last Stand. What up, man? How are you? Good to see you again. Good to see you as well. Certainly looking forward to seeing you in your hometown. Um, hey, listen, listen, you're taking on a former UFC welterweight champion um, in Tyron Woodley in your hometown of Cleveland. I'm curious, um, Woodley's known as a big puncher. Uh, how did your team come to choose him and why? Why Woodley? Yeah, look, he's a he's an expert striker, and basically everything that I'm doing fight by fight is growing my opponent, going against a ch more challenging opponent each time. And, you know, Woodley is just that. He's a striker. He's a boxer. He has knockout power. And so I wanted to put myself to the test, see what I'm really made of, and continue to elevate my level of competition. And this sort of all started in the locker room, you know, moments before when uh, we, we started going back and forth at it. And the, the beef was naturally there. The storyline was naturally there. And boom, a week later, you know, he gets cut from the UFC, free agent. This is a perfect fight. You know, at our press conference in L.A. when we announced the fight, uh, Tyron said this, quote, easiest fight of my career, biggest purse of my career all in one night. Basically, they brought me in here to take out the trash. I can't wait to shut this bitch up. This is getting done for the culture, the whole MMA boxing community to rid this guy of combat sports. What's your reply to that? I love it, man. I love it. I love the shit talk. You know, I love the entertainment side of it. And I, I love that he's underestimating me. Saying I'm the easiest fight of his career is going to be the worst mistake ever. You know, that's what Ben Askren said. And look what I did to his best friend in one minute and 59 seconds. I didn't even break a sweat. I was doing behind the back push-ups after I knocked his friend out. Like, I was just getting warmed up. So him underestimating me, you know, he's gonna have that oh shit moment when I first crack him and he f feels the power that I have, the speed that I have, getting hit without even seeing it. And before you know it, it's gonna be over. And he's gonna eat those words. You know, some people have written that if, if Tyron wins this fight, uh, it's the end of the YouTube boxer era. What do you say to that? There's not a possibility of me losing this fight. Not, not even not, a, not, a minuscule. Not even 0.000% chance. I'm putting the YouTube community, I'm putting Disney Channel on my back. I'm putting the TikTokers on my back. I'm putting the, all, all the people who weren't supposed to become something or do something or that get hated on because they're doing shit differently. I'm putting them all on my back. I'm putting my family on my back. I'm putting my team on my back. And this guy's not gonna be able to stop me. My motivation is too strong. What I fight for is too strong. I'm, I'm, I'm a mental savage. I'm a mental freak. And, and th these guys don't know it yet, but they will, they will. So who do you think has, um more pressure on them in this fight um, because you know there are people who say if 
if Jake Paul loses this fight, everything goes away, or Tyron Woodley? Who has more pressure? Tyron, for sure. No doubt about it. I am pressure. I, I was born into pressure. I created pressure. I'm used to pressure. I, I might change my middle name to Jake Pressure Paul. Like, th this is my whole life. Everything has been a make or break moment. High risk, high reward. I love it. I crave it. I need it. This guy has the whole MMA community, you know, knock him out, buddy. Knock him out. Show him how we doing on this side of things. Go get him, buddy. Shut up. He has more pressure. All of his friends, you know, he's a real fighter. He's a top welterweight. He's supposed to be a Hall of Famer. I just do this for fun. Now, listen, I know you, you've already said there's no way you're going to lose this fight. But if you do, would you immediately exercise that rematch clause? Next question. Not a possibility. I, I, I'm serious, man. There's, there's not a shot. There's not a shot. It's my mindset. It's how I'm built. How about this? Uh, and uh, there was an um, MMA a site called Bloody Elbow, and MMA coach Faraz Zahabi was quoted as saying, and, and I'm a quote, I hate to say it, but I definitely think Jake Paul is going to be on PEDs. I don't think Tyron will be on PEDs. I think Tyron will be totally natural. Does it make a difference? It absolutely does, end quote. What's your response to that? Yeah, so my, uh, I woke up a couple mornings ago, and my, my manager sent me like that headline and was like hey just so you see this and I literally swiped up on the text message click safari on my phone and type in what are PEDs boom I start reading oh performance enhancement drugs I was like okay this is hilarious like how many excuses are these guys gonna make? Ben Askren's gonna beat Jake Paul. Nate Robinson's gonna beat Jake Paul. Nate Robinson's the betting favorite. He's just a YouTuber. Nate Robinson can jump and dunk. Knockout, knockout, knockout. Now I'm coming for the now I'm coming for the five-time UFC champion. I'm gonna knock him out. They get, they're, they're trying to build up any excuse that they possibly can. And by the way, this is a real professional fight with real commissions involved. There's drug testing. So I, I don't even get how somebody can say that. And I look at it as a compliment. Like I'm running through these people like it's light work because it is. And, you know, they're running out of excuses. Do you think that this is, this is finally the, the fight where the naysayers will have to say, hey, this Jake Paul kid's for real? For sure. You know, uh, people will see, you know, and, and, and maybe it goes into the later rounds and I get to actually show some of my real skill. I haven't been able to even show my inside fighting, you know, really any of my combinations. Uh, I haven't been able to show that I could take a punch. I haven't shown my cardio, none of this. So that's why I still think people think this is a gimmick. Uh, so I, yeah, I do think after this fight, they're gonna be like, wow, this is the real deal. Like kudos, kudos to this kid, because he's a real fighter and I am. And I take this more seriously than a lot of real pro fighters do because my, the chip on my shoulder is bigger. 
I have a chip on my shoulder. I have a chip on my knee. I have a chip on my head. I got, I, I'm pissed off for greatness, and I, I want this more than most pro fighters do. I go in there. I'm sparring three people at a time. They all get out of the ring, you know, take their wraps off, take their shoes off. I jump out of the ring. I do abs. I do neck. I hit the bag some more. I jump on the speed bag, and then I run home after two miles. So... People will see. People will see the hard work that, that I've been putting in. Jake, I mean, listen, you, you had money. You were already famous. When did you get the idea, though, to box and, and, and then to do it professionally? So it really just started when these uh, two brothers from the UK wanted to fight me and my brother. And it was just like a YouTuber battle. And we signed the deal and had like four months to learn how to box. And I knew that everyone was gonna wanna see me lose. Jake Paul was very hated at the time. And it took me back to my roots of being a wrestler, being a football player, training hard. And so in that period of four months, I literally went from you know, waking up and making videos to waking up and sparring, getting my ass kicked every single day until I started to turn this corner and I, I started to be able to hang in there with, with the guys I was sparring, I just got better and better and better and better and better and trained hard. And as soon as I won that first amateur fight, I was, I was in love. I loved everything about it. And um, I've just really never slowed down since then. I've only fell more in love with it. And I've only just gotten better. And I feel like I was put on this earth to box. Even when I was doing YouTube, I was like, I was just doing it, you know, I liked it, it was whatever. But I never really was like connected to it. This, this is something different. I'm, I'm, boxing and I are, are one and the same. Yeah. How, how long ago were we talking when this, when this went down? This is, uh, this is about three and a half years ago. Wow. So, you know, I, I've only been boxing for three and a half years, right? But it's about the quality of the experience. You know, you could be doing something for 20 years straight and doing it the wrong way and think, you know, you're, you're, you're great at it. I've had the best coaches watching my every single movement since the day I started, you know, correcting every little mistake that I've made, watching every single sparring session dozens and dozens of times over. And that's what has shaped me almost to become a better fighter than a lot of these guys who have been doing it for longer because they've been doing it for longer with not as good coaches and with bad habits. What do you think is the draw of the Paul brothers? What, um, you know, listen, there are a lot of people who are popular. Um, there are a lot of guys out there who can fight. Um, but why do you think people are actually laying down their hard earned money to come see Jake Paul fight. I am on a trajectory uh, to become the biggest prize fighter in the world. And I think that's, that's uh, so special. And, and people don't get to follow that journey very often. As it stands, you know, for the kids, you know, I look like Mike Tyson. You, you know, your grandpa had Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. Your dad had Floyd Mayweather. This generation has Jake Paul. And so, you know, if they want to see a highlight reel knockout, they want to be a part of the viral conversation, 
so far that's what I've delivered. And people want to tune in live to that. I put on a show. I do things different. I have a mascot. You know, the fight night shorts that I'm wearing August 29th, you'll never see anything like it. I think it'll be something that people and boxers will copy for years to come. So I'm just coming in with with a different flavor, a different sauce. I speak my mind. I don't care if people don't like me or not. And I'm good at this sport. And what do you think that uh, Jake and Logan Paul have done for the sport of boxing? Because, listen, you've got some traditionalists who say these guys are making a mockery uh, of the sport. And then you've got others who say, hey, they're bringing eyeballs. They're bringing money to the sport of boxing. What do you think you guys have done for the sport? Just that, you know, the latter of those two things. We're bringing a different audience. You know, I have 60 million followers across my platforms who, who weren't necessarily boxing fans. And now I'm getting them engaged in boxing, making them care. Uh, I, I saw a, a tweet the other day from a trainer who was at the airport. And, you know, this, a kid came up to him and he was talking about boxing. And the kid goes, hey, do you know Jake Paul? He doesn't ask about Floyd Mayweather. He doesn't ask about Manny Pacquiao because <clears throat> they're just from a different generation. This is the new way of boxing. This is the future of boxing. Uh, this, it's the social media era. It's in with the new, out with the old. And we're bringing that audience who maybe didn't watch boxing years ago. I want to help make this sport the number one, the number two sport. I want to overtake football. I want to overtake basketball. I want to overtake MMA. That took, you know, boxing was bigger than MMA. Don't forget. And then MMA took us over. And now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring it back and... Bring eyeballs, you know, I started my charity called Boxing Bullies. You know, fight back against bullying. You know, some of the greatest boxers of all time were bullies or got bullied and then they turned to boxing. Mike Tyson, someone killed his pigeon uh, and, and he took up boxing, you know, that week so he could defend himself. Uh, so this sport has changed my life and I hope to share it with as many kids as possible, get as many gloves into the hands of kids as possible and fight back against, you know, bullying, the cyberbullying and the, the problem that it is in this generation. So tell me, uh, how long ago was it? And what was your reaction? I assume when you got the call and they said, hey, listen, Showtime Championship Boxing wants to sign you to a multi-fight deal. And listen, there are some top-level fighters who don't have network contracts, uh, still looking for fights, and here you are, three and oh, and have a network deal. What was that like? How long ago was that? Uh, dream come true, man. Like a, a, an emotional moment for me, surreal moment. Just uh, like almost like a, like a, I don't know. Just like wow, this is really happening. And I was so proud of myself and the and the work that I put in. And my family was so proud of me. And it's an opportunity that, that doesn't come very often. And that's why, you know, I'm so motivated because I have this, you know, red carpet laid out in front of me. And I have to complete the job. I have to live up to, to my own expectations, to Steven Espinoza's expectations. And, and I have to show the world that, you know, I deserve this, and, and, and I do, but I have to show the world that I deserve this. So, you know, 
that's where the motivation comes from. And like I said, it's a dream come true. And, and listen, you've, you've, you've made it known. You feel that you're going to be probably the most famous boxer on this planet uh, here very soon. What about world champion? When do you realistically see Jake Paul as a world champion and at what weight? Yeah, so I mean, look, this all started with like a hit list of people talking, talking shit. And so to, to think that we are here, it's crazy. And I still have that hit list. I still want to take out the people who are talking the most. So for me, yet while this is like about boxing, I love the sport. It's like, it's also a little bit personal. Like I kind of just want to take out some of these guys who have some things to say. Um, and I think that road will lead me eventually to, to becoming a world champion. Uh, it, it's possible. I have the skills, I have the team, I have the, the work ethic. Um, and, and it's something I would want to do just, just for fun. Just to say I, I did it because everybody said that I couldn't. What weight? Man, I don't even know. I don't even know how much I could cut, but pro probably most likely cruiserweight. UFC boss Dana White says he has absolutely no plans to work with you and says this, I'm quoting him, quote, he's annoying. He's out there trying to make that money and his shelf life is very fucking short. The media isn't really following him as much as they did in the beginning. The shtick is getting old, end quote. What do you have to say to Dana White? Uh, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> this guy uh, talks about me more than he talks about his own fighters. Truth be told, you know, everyone can see through his insults and, and the things he, have to, he has to say. I'm more popular than ever. I have more media attention than ever. You know, the biggest fight of my life, the biggest moment of my life is uh, 16 days away now. And, you know, he's only adding fuel to my fire. And, you know, he's saying, I don't have any plans to work with him. But like, I don't have any plans to work with him either. Because if I did work with him, he would just try to underpay me. <laughs> and I wouldn't get any health insurance. <laughs> so, you know, that's what it's like working for Dana White. I, I make more money than every single UFC fighter. Conor McGregor is the only one that can compete. So I don't want to work with you, buddy. <laughs> and you seem to be on like this campaign to not only uh, bring attention to that, but to try to help some of these UFC fighters. A hundred percent. I know how hard it is to be a fighter. I, I think just fighter pay in general. It, you know, I, I, it's been mostly focused on UFC, but I see how hard these boxers work. You know, how hard these UFC fighters work going in there, sacrificing their lives. And the ring card girl is making, the ring card girl walking around with the cards in between the rounds is making more than some of the fighters on the card. How, how is that a thing, man? And... and it's messed up. The UFC only pays – however much money they make, they only pay their fighters 10%. Other leagues, it's 50%. You know, NFL, 50%. NBA, 
so Dana White is just taking that money and betting seven million dollars on on blackjack and uh, and doing doing lines in Vegas. Well, you talked about this hit list, and, and listen, you've you've had besides Dana White uh, some some high profile beefs. So let's start with Conor McGregor. Uh, do you even see that as a fight in your future? I think it could happen. You know, I, I'm the money fight for him. If if he wants to, you know, have have another big payday, uh, th- there's no fighter with as big of a platform calling me out. As a matter of fact, I don't even know any other fighters calling him out. You know, maybe maybe Usman, but I'm the money fight for McGregor, and I think it's very very possible. KSI, I, I don't see it happening. I, I I think we're on two different trajectories. I think you know he's. He's doing music. He's he's doing great at that. Like all respect to him. Uh, he he wants to fight these YouTuber guys still. You know that that was what I was doing two three years ago. It's just on a different level. You know, like I want to become a, a world champion. If I fought KSI, it would be a one round fight, and I, I'm getting way bigger paydays. You know, if I if I took a step back to fight him, I would be taking money off out of my wallet uh, what about um connor's teammate uh dylan danis uh you know I, I i think it could happen but again it's like he he's not a striker so you know after i beat tyron it's like wow he just knocked out a five-time ufc champion who has knockout power now he's going up against some jujitsu guy who isn't a striker like it's it's a hard sell for that fight you know, I, I think I'm going to handle that one in, in the streets. <laughs> in the streets. Okay, I got you. Uh, Tyson Fury's younger brother, Tommy Fury, and yourself, you've got, you guys have kind of gone back and forth a little bit on social media. He says he wants to fight you since uh, he's fighting your sparring partner on the undercard fight. Uh, what do you think about that? In the- I think it's great. You know, I, I think that's definitely a huge fight. Uh, massive, massive fight. Ooh. The UK versus US, you know, we're, we're both around the same age. We both ha- have, uh, you know, that legendary sort of last name. And the beef is there. You know, he's going up against my sparring partner. If we can both, uh, you know, perform August 29th, then who knows? That, that, that could be a fight. Uh, and I would be more than willing, you know. Two undefeated guys, two young bucks going at it. But he has a tough he has a tough fight August 29th. We'll see if he can win. You, you know, you talked about your foundation, boxing bullies, um, and, and I, I read where you said growing up you were a bully uh, yourself, and you said you did it a lot of time to mask your insecurities. Like what? What insecurities did Jake Paul have? Man, I, you know, as a kid. You know, a, a lot. We all go through through things. You know, you're you're not you're not born a, a star. You know, I mean, some people are, I guess I don't know, but I wasn't like I wasn't born Jake Paul. Uh, you know, I had to make many mistakes, learn a lot of lessons, go through a lot to to get to a point where I loved myself uh, and I was able to go grow from there. Uh, but man, when I was a kid, you know, I, I was figuring life out and. I wasn't, you know, the, the same person I am now. I wasn't the, the super loud, confident guy that, that I am now. So, and that's okay, you know. 
for any kids watching this, it might take you a second to, to figure out who you are. It might take you a second to make some mistakes, lose some friends. You know, you might get rejected by a girl. Don't, don't get down on yourself, man. You're going to grow up and you're going to be fine. Jake, for everyone who watches and listens to this podcast, we allow them to submit questions. We got a number of them. They came raining in, so I could only pick the best ones. Um, we'll start with Marwin from Facebook. He asks, uh, Jake, what's the hardest part about boxing training or the workouts? I would say, you know, that, that hard sparring. Days after days after days, just getting back in there, getting back in there and going rounds after round after round. And, you you know, your, your body is sore. Um, and, and, you know, some days you might even feel dehydrated because you're sweating so much every day. Uh, it's, pushing, it's pushing through moments like that. Um, th- that's, that's probably the, the hardest. I, but I wouldn't say there, there is any easy moments I think it's I think boxing's all the way hard, all the way around. It's a 24-7 job. It never turns off. Uh, Diego from Twitter asks, how often do you spar in camp? And who are some of the boxers who inspired your style of fighting, whether they be past or present? Yeah, so we're sparring anywhere from two to three times a week right now. And uh, inspired by Oscar De La Hoya and uh, the Klitschko brothers for, for my style. I watch a lot of their fights and try, try to replicate some of their sauce. Another one from Twitter asks, if Dana White starts Zuffa Boxing and offers you a contract, will you sign with Dana? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, another one from Twitter asks, uh, how do you consider yourself a real boxer, but you've yet to fight an actual boxer? You know, I, I, I think... Me training like a real boxer, me selling pay-per-views like a real boxer, me sparring real boxers, me knocking people out like a real boxer, and just being undefeated, you know? Like, I don't know. But people can say whatever they want. I don't don't care. Maybe that guy doesn't think I'm a real boxer. Okay, cool. See you August 29th when you buy the pay-per-view. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Jake Paul, we've come to the last segment of the show. We call it the last stand. I'm just going to ask you a series of questions, Jake. You give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Who's the better fighter, Jake or Logan Paul? Bro, as soon as you ask this question, this guy walks in. <laughs> Literally, as soon as you ask this question. <laughs> He said, who's the better boxer, me or you? Why don't you answer it right now in front of me? My my record's better. That's what I'll say. Okay, I got it. I got Okay, who's the bigger puncher, Jake or Logan Paul? Bigger bigger punchers. Bigger biceps. Logan, bigger puncher? I think we both crack people. I saw him knock down this kid in sparring. I, I, I think, I actually think you're the bigger puncher. Well. Wow. Thanks. How about that? Yeah. Thanks, brother. Yeah, I got you, brother. <laughs> uh, first thing that comes to your mind when I say Daniel Cormier. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> Will Jake ever fight Logan in a professional fight? You know, people people uh, always ask us this, and it, I think it just 
I think it depends how the cookie crumbles. Our parents don't want us to fight each other. Uh, but I think sometimes there is, you know, that thing in the gym where it's like, who's better? Um, so we might have to be the first brother duo to actually fight. Because I know the Charlos don't do it. The Klitschkos, right. the Klitschkos didn't do it. You know what I say? I say we settle this right here, right now. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Let's get it. Let's get it. Ding, ding, ding. I love it. Uh, last but not least, will we ever see Jake Paul in the octagon in an MMA fight? Man. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say no because it's like anything's possible. If, I ever, if you ever ask me would I be sitting here doing this interview about the fight in my hometown August 29th in front of the world, I would be like, oh, no, you're lying, bro. That doesn't make any sense. So I'm not going to write it off. Who knows? It might, it might happen. That's great. Hey, listen, man, I appreciate you taking the time, my brother. Uh, looking forward to going back to uh, – Ohio, because I'm from Ohio as well, getting to the Buckeye State and, and see you Let's fight, go, man. baby. Hey, let's 100%. do it. Hey, listen, that's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in sports and entertainment like Jake Paul. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week.